Hello and welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily, a podcast by a delivery manager talking about delivering agile projects with the best practice tips and tricks, examples and guides to help you as a delivery manager learn from my mistakes. This is season three of the Delivery Manager Daily with focus on sustainability and digital excellence. Get in touch via X, subscribe to the newsletter, read the blog, mariosblog.co.uk and get involved in the conversation. Thanks for listening. So in this episode, I wanted to just pick something up, just get off my chest, really, um, because the whole question of what a delivery manager is, which I've done before, should be really straightforward, is still such a, a wide sort of area. And I've actually been victim of this issue um, recently in that what people think delivery managers are and what often they are, organisations, department leads, hiring managers often use delivery manager as a catch-all term for many, many things. And I think that's a real problem. Um, coming up in this episode, I talked to a guest, Matthias Akala, who is a scrum master and aspiring delivery manager who works in a tech healthcare startup in London. Um, and we were chatting through talking about what a delivery manager is and what they do. And I always ask people, you know, what, what's your opinion of what a delivery manager does? And it's so interesting to uh, get such a, a broad and varied kind of um, viewpoint of what people think a delivery manager is. Now, I'm not saying that my opinion and my articulation of what a delivery manager is, is uh, right or wrong. But I do think that my viewpoint on where the delivery management role should sit is vitally important and hiring managers and those hiring for organisations really need to be clear on what they are hiring for and whether they do need a delivery manager or is it something more like an engineering lead or a tech lead or something like that. So just briefly, let's talk about what a delivery manager is. And I was going to give you my opinion, but then I remembered the beautiful resource that I always, always refer to, which is the Gov UK DDAP. Uh, professional capability framework, DDAP being the Digital Data and Technology Profession Capability Framework, which you can go online, Google DDAP Capability Framework, GovUK, and you'll be able to filter by roles and it gives you an absolutely perfect outline of what a delivery manager is as far as I'm concerned. Now, I'm a big fan of this GovUK resource. I've used it for a long time to help me uh, resource source staff for teams and um, help organizations understand IT team configurations um, and it does a really great job of articulating to the varying levels obviously you have to just take some context in that it also includes the tiers of delivery managers you know associate delivery manager juniors seniors etc but outside of that it gives a really good really good narration throughout each area of what a delivery manager does all the way from agile and lean practices down to managing a team collaboration planning uh, making processes work it's really good so go over to uh, google and google ddat capability framework i'll put the link to the page specifically in the podcast show notes but um do take a look at that but let's uh, let's talk to matthias and let's get to meet him so Matthias, just uh, we met, um, we met last week. You got yeah. in touch. We met last week. Introduce yep. yourself. Uh, what yep. do you do? <laughs> You're a uh, delivery name, manager, right? Yes, I am. Uh, my name is Matthias. I'm a delivery manager and scrum master. 
I've been in the space for quite a number of years, about five, six years now. Um, I currently work for a medical technology company, um, delivering uh, software as a medical device. Um, my, my introduction into software as a medical device was uh, delivering a COVID-19 testing website in uh, 2020. Uh, oh, the okay. The middle, middle of a pandemic, um, as, as you can imagine, it was a really difficult time for everyone, right? Loads of uncertainties. Yeah. Um, I think our traditional ways of working were more or less being phased out. I think at that point, that's when we started really working from home. So I think the, it was quite difficult for us to do quite a lot of things that we were used to uh, in terms of collaborating with teams, you know, organizing uh, scrum events, meeting with stakeholders and all. So I think it, it, it brought up really, really new challenges. But the idea is that technology is also always there to help us solve most of these problems. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's just been, we're still talking about like COVID-19 now and it's just... Yeah. Yeah, it's just change, change, the change the world. So yeah. I know a lot of people listen to the podcast and, and it's something that I've tried to cover, but there seems to be a different answer every time I ask someone. So I'm going to ask you. So mm. what, what is a delivery manager? Like, what does a delivery manager do? Uh, well, for me, I think a, a, a delivery manager um, within a, a software development lifecycle, I think you have quite a lot of responsibilities. Um, I think first and foremost would be a timely delivery of our products. Um, so I think oftentimes um, when you are involved in, in, in product delivery, um, apart from the initial release, there are subsequent releases, right? Updates, new functionalities, new features, right? So oftentimes these functionalities don't really have a release date. Uh, so sometimes they have a release date that has already been put out in the public, right? So you're now working against time, right? To make sure that these features, these functionalities that have been presented or that have been put in the public are actually delivered on time. And um, you're also responsible for the happiness of the team, which is, <laughs> I guess, it's, it's, quite, it's quite vague and it's quite difficult to explain. But I think what it really means is that um, everyone in the team understands their roles and the responsibility, their responsibilities, and you create an environment of collaboration, right? I think happiness is, is quite a difficult word to explain because it's more personal, it's more internal. Yeah, but, yes. as, but as a delivery manager, most importantly is creating the right environment for everyone to be able to be at their best and deliver their best work. So in some cases, it might involve making sure that uh, the team doesn't have any impediments. They have all the right resources. They have the right tools available to them to be able to deliver work. So in some cases, it's also personal, right? From, from, from time to time, you know, team members may be low on motivation. They may not be happy about certain things. So you also have to have a human element uh, uh, you know, human touch to be able to feel the pulse of the team and understand when maybe the efficiency or the effective effectiveness of the team is quite low, then you can step in and have those conversations with individuals. And also another key element is uh, removing impediments, right? So settling conflicts. Um, sometimes the conflict can be internal within the development and engineering team. Uh, sometimes it can be external, right? It could be management, it could be the business side of, uh, of, of the organization you work in. It could also be external stakeholders. Maybe you have suppliers of uh, certain services. Maybe you have an external marketing agency. You know, you have an external, uh, 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 maybe your testing has been outsourced. So you also need to be able to manage those external sources and making sure that everybody is pulling in the right direction. Ah, so, so okay. There's a lot there to unpack. So you're almost yeah. like a, a sheriff, like, trying to make sure that the wild west is policed. Yeah. Right? So you mentioned 
you mentioned some good stuff there. So removing impediments, like removing blockers, and yeah, like what gets in the way of the team. But you, the, one of the things that I was interested in, you mentioned like yeah. team happiness. Does yeah. that all fall on a delivery manager? Do you think? What kind of things do you think? Oh, I, I mean, I'm trying to think what I think make a team happy. What? What? I mean, you work in startups, so there must be quite a lot of pressure there. So I think there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, pressure, particularly from founders or co-founders, right? Um, yeah. Because I think oftentimes, you know, they have ideas of what needs to be done. And sometimes it's not quite uh, the estimation. It's not quite done correctly. So, you know, there are people who decide they want, you know, a software out within three months, right? But you haven't really looked at the features, the functionalities, right? The, the, the functional and non-functional requirements and also a rollout plan, right? You know, do you intend to roll out all the functionalities within the first uh, uh, release? Um, and also being able to understand that an MVP is actually quite important, right? An MVP in, in most cases is less expensive, it's easier to get to market, and the, probably one of the most important parts about an MVP is actually getting feedback, right? You know, you're able to test how would the market receive this product, right? So and it's all... easier to do that with a startup, right? Because obviously if you're a delivery it's... manager in a bigger organization, yeah, the notion of like just getting something that's just good enough out is often yeah. really difficult to get people to be convinced about. Oh yeah, absolutely. It is in in larger organizations. It's quite difficult. I mean, in some cases, you have to deal with the politics of it, right? And of course, if you have an organization that already has a reputation, um, they are probably scared of putting out a product that would fail. And uh, but I think in in the business that we're in, um, you can't be scared to fail because you learn mostly from from your failures, right? So. I mean, there are a list of products that have launched in such a grand style and wasn't quite received as, as well um, uh, by the end users. So I think one of the ways to eliminate those type of issues is to be able to you know, have soft releases. And also, even when we're talking about soft releases, you don't have to release it to the general public, right? It could be a small group of people, right? I think this is another reason why it's really important to, to to build some sort of followership on, on social media, right? So I think you can build a small community of people, maybe a thousand people, and you say, okay, you know what? I have this new product that I want to release. Rather than releasing it to the general public, let me release it to these thousand people and, and get feedback and then move on, right? So I think sometimes whenever you're rolling out a new product, whether as a small organization or as a big organization, you can roll it out to a small group of people, get that feedback, you know, get create a, a, a feedback loop where you're constantly iterating and creating new additions yeah, yeah. To, to your product. Uh, but obviously on, on, on the startup side, it's much easier because it's a new product, right? And I think uh, whenever you have a startup, I, I guess maybe the end users, they're a bit more forgiving, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a bit more forgiving um, because I, I, th I think they do understand that, okay, this is a new product, right? They are most likely not gonna get it right on the first attempt. So I guess they're a bit more forgiving. Um, and also, if, 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 you know, there's quite a lot of technology out there right now. I mean, we're talking about no-code development tools that are, that are available out. So in some cases, um, you're working with a, with, a, with a founder who already has maybe a product out, right? Now, the, the product might not be great, but they may have worked on something. I mean, uh, a, a few years ago, you know, I was speaking to somebody who had uh, uh, worked on a project. And when I came on board, he was almost at the MVP stage already, right? You know, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah his how, does, how does with the startup then? So, because that, that's really true, right? We we all have people in the team or the business that have got access to like Power Apps or the Power Platform yeah. or other local right. tools, and they're already putting stuff together using AI. Yeah. 
yeah and then you get there as a dm and you're like yeah but it's not quite how you do it yeah. and it's, what what how do you get a startup to adopt the construct of agile but don't make it so like the wild west i keep using like cowboy analogies so yeah. it just creates more problems later on like how do you as a delivery manager like rein it in a bit well, I mean, I, I think it, it normally starts with, you know, an open and honest conversation, right? Um, I think once you understand the vision of the founder, right, and you said, okay, look, this is where you want to go in the next year, in the next year and a half, this is where you want your product to go. Um, this is how I can get you there, right? So I think having that open and honest conversation, I think is always a really good starter, right? And slowly and surely, I think one of the most difficult things, um, because being agile, being, you know, being, being lean or integrating Scrum, I think it's more about behavioral change and um, behavioral change takes time. So um, I, most times when I work with a founder, I actually walk them through the process, you know, day to day, week by week and month by month. Um, I don't just go in there, all, like you said, cow, cowboy analogy, right? I don't just go in there all guns blazing, right? So I think this uh, strategy um, that you have to have in terms of rolling out ideas bit by bit um, as opposed to just going in and say okay you know what you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong you're doing that wrong yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's the right mindset to have um, all the times that i've been successful in working with founders it's started with having an open and honest conversation okay where do you want to be within the next year where do you want to be within the next year this is how i can get you there these are some of the techniques that i can introduce right so i think usually once you have that conversation i think a lot of founders more or less i don't want to say have their guard down but I think they trust you a bit more to, to be able to get them. Yeah, to so you build you build that relationship, right? Yeah, nice. so absolutely. You, you have to build that relationship. Nice. I ask yeah. this question of everyone, so we'll yeah. finish finish on this. So if you could describe a delivery being a delivery manager in one word, what one word would you use? In one word. I would say proactive. Um, because I think a, a lot of the work that we do um we have to be proactive um yeah, you yeah. can't wait until something goes wrong before i mean for example let me just say an impediment right you don't wait until the company loses a ton of money by releasing a crappy product before you say okay you know what we actually didn't you know we didn't develop something good enough right so i think you have to be proactive proactive um you have to look at your risk metrics um you have to look at your dependency mapping you have to make sure that you are ahead of the curve, right? And also, whenever you see something, you usually have to deal with it quite quickly, particularly when you're working. I mean, I mentioned team happiness earlier, right? I don't think you have to wait until, you know, your team members actually start punching each other or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or people start sending stinkers of emails before you actually step in, right? I think usually if, if, if you are involved in a lot of your team events and your team activity, you can feel the pulse of the team and you can tell when things have changed and then you have to step in immediately. So I would say being proactive. proactive. Um, if, if I can just add something else to being proactive. So being proactive also has to do with your own personality, right? You have to be interested in uh, self-development, right? So you have to learn new skills. You always have to upskill yourself so that whenever you go into these rooms, whether it's a technical room or a business room, and you're having these conversations with key stakeholders, you need to be knowledgeable about what you're talking about, whether it's technology or business. Nice, nice. Thank you, Matthias. It's been great talking to you. And you. Thank you, Mario. So Matthias talked a lot there about trust and taking uh, the stakeholders on a journey. And often that's what DMs do. They walk people through 
the likelihood of success or failure and nudge. You know, a good analogy is like um, stopping a ship from sort of going straight into an iceberg. Your job is to nudge across the river, uh, hopefully uh, iceberg free. And, and Matthias talks really well about building that trust, building those relationships. He also mentioned some things which I thought are really good in terms of um, keeping the team happy. We talk, the textbook is, you know, as a scrum person, you remove impediments, but actually really understanding what, what's getting to the team and what's impacting them and being able to kind of free them up to do their best work. And that's a really good uh, point because it's actually a key component of lean, which I've talked about before too. So that was really good to hear. And then he also talked about as a DM, making sure you know what you're talking about. So being that point of contact and being that central focus for the team. I really enjoyed talking to Mateus and it was great to get another viewpoint on what a DM is. I hope that's been useful. Um, thank you seriously for listening and to all the new listeners that have tuned in and subscribed as well and got in touch and said they're enjoying it. And it's nice to talk to people and see other people's opinions and viewpoints and learn more and get people together. So thanks for listening. This is episode 40, I don't know, of the Delivery Manager Daily. Uh, see you in the next one and have a great day. You may not know, but outside of my corporate work as a delivery manager, I run a small tech company called Creative Pixel. It's here I build websites and applications, integration services, and AI solutions for small and medium-sized companies. I also help coach and advise on digital marketing and social media for individuals and build individual websites also. So maybe if you're wanting to start a technology-focused side hustle in 2023, get in touch.